This is Sean J. Grandman, here, Sean Grand, and today I'm interviewing the incredible Levin Kelly. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, so you've uh, you've been to London a few times before, right? So you played at Coco for like the jazz Cartier show. Yeah. How was that, and how how do you find the city? That was incredible. The city has a lot of love. A lot of people didn't know me, and they still had a great time. So it was dope. Let me uh, let me just move closer. If it's gonna be easier, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So to start, what kind of music did you grow up on? I grew up on funk, R and B, um, you know, songs out of the American Songbook and shit like that yeah. too, just classics, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. the shit that my friends put me onto. Yeah, sick. And uh, your family is quite musical, right? So how would you say they influenced your sound? And like, what 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 were they playing? Um, everywhere from you know religious music to pop music mm. to TV show music, everything. You know, I was yeah. just surrounded by music. And uh, if you had to name a few artists that your mum and dad were playing, because they are also musicians, right? Yeah. Where like who who would be the the key artists other than Stevie Wonder? Um, my parents played just like a bunch of different stuff. My mom loves Donny Hathaway. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Grew up on a lot of Donny Hathaway, um, Tower of Power. Yeah. Oh. Um, Shaka Khan. Yeah. They got a song called Drop It in the Slot. That my friend showed me and it just like blew my mind. I remember like that kind of old school funk, like yeah. those crazy funk lines like back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their their band is crazy and to this day the band is crazy. Yeah, they still play, right? They still play. Crazy. Um, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Um, you know, songs that uh, Holland Oates, yeah. um, stuff like that. You know. So uh, you've been making music for over a decade, right? Or something like that. I heard. I've been around it my whole life, but we've only been putting out music for like a few years now. Yeah, how long have you been like making though, and how did you get into it? Um, I was like an athlete, you know, yeah. my whole life as well. And then I, um, I'd say like, as I graduated high school, transitioning into like college, I, I found myself making beats on the laptop, and that was my, you know, first step into, like the modern music making like yeah. practice. Was it like quite similar to your sound quite now, like quite? musical quite percussive or was it like a bit raw or um you know how it is with anything you kind of like pick something to model yourself after and yeah. then you find your own way so yeah. i was definitely like making beats that i heard and then trying to make it in my own style and just learning just by trial and error and yeah. from the big homies around me who are good at making beats already yeah uh, and you play quite a few instruments right yeah. uh what do you play and where did you get started uh, i played my first i'm mainly a drummer but mm. i play keys and bass and um, and I kind of try and like use instruments like tools. Like I I would never call myself like a a pianist oh, or really? or a bass player. Because okay. I'm really I would call myself a songwriter. Yeah. And a producer, but I can use the instruments and I could play on stage and do all those things. Yeah. You know. Sick. I'm looking forward to the show tonight, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you grew up in Santa Monica. How would you say growing up there affected your sound? Um, Santa Monica is super diverse. Mm. So, you know. You get um, you get a bunch of influence from just like a bunch of different cultures, and you grow up around a bunch of different cultures. So it's really easy to just kind of like, you know, curate yeah. and just pick. kind of pick what you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and you were born in the Netherlands, right? Yeah. Uh, has that had any influence, or did you move quite early? Moved quite early. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you signed to Interscope in 2018 through a chance meeting, right? Or was it was it earlier? Sorry, that's Tommy over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to Tommy. 
Um, that was through a chance meeting, right? Like you were driving someone. Yeah, it was pretty random. Okay, do you want to tell the story? Yeah, or? sure. Okay. Um, so I uh, had a friend I was working with, and he connected me with somebody that he had just met, probably yeah. on Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah, And he said, yo, you know, you should write with this guy. So I met up with him. Mm. <clears throat> In a, a little bit of ways into our session, he said he had a meeting at Interscope. So I drove him over there. Yeah. And... Long story short, you know, he's having his meeting and the A&R looked at me and said, you know, what do you do? You just drive him around. So that turned into, okay, you guys should, you know, be a group or something. And then that turned into us kind of stretching the truth a little bit and making it seem like we already were a group and that, you know, we had a band and everything. Well, you're going to buy the complete package now, bro. Exactly. So we had to sell it. And I called the homies from high school. We were in the jazz band together. Okay. And we kind of like pitched to Interscope that we had this band out of all the homies and this one dude that we just met. Yeah. But they didn't know that. And then we did a showcase and it's a whole long crazy story, but yeah. that's pretty much the gist of it. Okay. And uh, when you mentioned that band, is that band The Moon or was it a different band? So um Saul was yeah. Saul was the bass player is he he was there the whole time. We had a couple different pieces involved in the very beginning, but um the drummer Cam Johnson, the bass player Saul was and myself and the DJ Trey we've always kind of been that's like the moon that's at the core of the moon yeah. and then there's moving parts around that there's little stars. like orbiting planets yeah you know? yeah nice yeah. um so coming back into recent history you recently dropped your debut well it's not really your debut is it because you don't see it as a an lp no, it's just no, like no. A, a long ep yeah, yeah yeah 30 minutes right uh, low tide how's it feel it feels amazing um a lot of those songs um were demos like a while ago mm. when I um when I got signed that got me in that position. Yeah. And it was a process to like, you know, see them to their full potential and then add a bunch of new songs and we have so much music. So that was the first half of as you know, we're doing a low tide then high tide. Yeah. So yeah, it was you know, it's not it's not an album as much as it's just an introduction okay. and like an explanation. Like why am I here? What have I been doing? Like this is what we sound like. And then High Tide will grow on that, and then we'll come with like a real... Oh, okay, so High Tide is going to be an EP as well? It'll be the same oh, yeah. length, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. be like a, you know, continuation of... Yeah, it, it kind of, like, they don't really matter anymore, right? Like EP, yeah, mixtape, like album. It yeah, it's just how, how you want to deliver. Certain, yeah, 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 yeah. I only now realize from saying the word Low Tide, but, like, it's interesting how Low Tide and High Tide are connected to the moon as well. Exactly. Was that intentional? Like, where did the title come from? The title comes from... Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. The title comes from sort of just like a a play on on how as as humans, you know, on Earth, we're so fascinated with like outer space yeah. and like going to the you know to the planets and going to like live on Mars and going to discover aliens and the yeah. stars and reach outward all the time. We're always trying to connect with other shit. Yeah. But on Earth, we don't even know about the ocean, right? We don't yeah. even know what's on the on the floor of the ocean. Yeah, so. It's kind of similar to ourselves, right? We're always trying to, like, make friends and get followers and likes and yeah. communicate. But we, you know, you might not really, like, fully understand yourself. Yeah. So you don't know how to connect if you can't connect in here. And then we have our lows and our highs. So it's kind of just, like, really seeing, like, yourself and, like, exploring that before we go take off and go to space yeah, 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 yeah. on the album. That's an amazing uh, <laughs> analogy. Yeah, you really got to... Uh Explore yourself and pretend like I don't, maybe I'm gonna extrapolate here, but like uh, learn to love yourself before you can love outwardly and explore outwardly if that makes sense. You know, so it's uh, a lot of people get it twisted. Like like loving yourself isn't always about like being a fan of yourself. Yeah. 
because like there's people that you love that you don't necessarily like you know want to be like yeah, yeah, but yeah. you love them yeah. so it's like what does it mean to love yourself and to know yourself yeah. before you go and connect with the stars Dope. Yeah. Uh, so will high tide have a different sound specifically or a different direction or is it kind of just a continuation and growth it's a continuation and a growth so it will be different in that regard but it's yeah. not you know it's, some of the songs off high tide were made the same time as the low tide joints okay. most of them a lot of them so, so there will be like expanded versions of joy and uh, or like other older songs no 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 it's uh i mean i had 40 songs to pick uh, pick oh, from okay. for low tide yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like out of those 40, the 11 that you heard made it. And those were like a lot of singles I'd already put out. Yeah. And then um, High Tide is going to have, you know, some of the ones that didn't make Low Tide, but then also just like a bunch of new shit. It's going to get, it gets deeper. Sick. Yeah. Uh, is there any date on that yet or are we keeping that quiet? Okay. No, there's no date. I can see, <laughs> I can see Tommy shaking his head. Uh-uh. No news for you. <laughs> uh, so you. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah. It's just happened. Like you got to enjoy it, man. Like you got to uh, ride the wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you mentioned before about expanding on older songs from like the tw 2017 days. Uh, it made me really happy to see that uh, Low Tide brought back Cassandra for like a refresh because it's a completely new rendition, isn't it? I heard like there's different vocals. Uh, and also you have, I'm going to call it Ardnasak, which is like now an expansion on it. Uh, I've got a few questions about that. But yeah, what made you choose to bring that track back for the album and with a refresh? Um, I've always loved that song. And um, when I initially made it, you know, it was it was like one of the first songs I ever made. Yeah. And um, I always, you know, every time I listened to it, I heard, you know, so many things that kind of just like hit the ear, like whether it was in the mix or in the vocal or in the whatever. So, you know, I took that down a long time ago, already knowing that I was going to give that a full, you know, I had my, my homie Nick Kennerly play strings on it. I didn't even know you took it down. I had to like. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was taken down. I had I had my homie play strings on it, homie play vocoder on it. Um, you know, the, had the band on it, like real drums, real bass, yeah, yeah, real yeah. guitar, and just like give it what it needed. I felt like the song deserved more, you yeah. know. Sick. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you can re reveal this, but is Arnasak the Southside outro that you previously mentioned? Okay, where's that at? That's uh, where is that, dude? <laughs> It's on the moon. <laughs> yeah, no, but we have a crazy, a crazy uh, outro part two, I guess, like a alternative outro for Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and Tech is amazing. Um, okay, sick, sick, sick. I'm sorry, guys, but you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> cool. So it feels like "Do You Wrong with Sid" uh, was a monumental point because, like, I, I, I've been hip to you since like 2017. That song came out what last year or late 2017? Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, and it felt like a lot of people who weren't aware of you finally woke up. How did that song come together? And how did you feel, how do you feel about the reception? Um, yeah, no, that, the, uh, honestly, all the edits, all the covers, all the, you know, the good wishes and messages about that song, I really appreciate that. Um, that's me, Zach Seacoff, and Sid mm -hmm. on that song. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we got into the studio um, one day, we just, we, we were connected through mutual friends and um it was pretty it was pretty organic you know we were just we were just like in the studio we made the beat on the spot and then kind of were freestyling we, we uh it was funny we were pretending to be like french montana and we were like huh like doing like a bunch of like fake verses and then eventually the words just kind of came out and then we sang it as ourselves shout out to french, <laughs> out to french for the flow yeah appreciate it that's dope yeah we didn't even stick with it but <laughs> but it but it inspired the Did hell out of that us. alternate french take oh no it I'll was just it. for the humor yeah, 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 yeah 
Um, and I feel like I'm, I might be wrong, but that was one of your first like official music videos, right? How did you feel about that? Because I know you've been wanting to get into the visual side as well. And I can see that you're kind of a person who isn't just about hitting one sense. You know, it's just about it's not just about touching the ears. It's also about what you present right. and representing it visually. So how did it feel to finally get a chance to do that? And can we expect more visuals? Yeah, definitely. Um, Tommy and I, we we work on like all the visuals for yeah. Palm Studios. Palm Studios is like our movement, our crew, yeah, yeah, our yeah. you know, um, and uh, and it's it's been a journey. You know, we're 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 finding ourselves like the whole low tide, high tide thing, and we're trying to figure out how the best way is to present the music visually. And Do You Wrong was a collaboration with uh, Kevin Lombardo, who's a cool director from New York, friend of ours. And yeah, it's uh, it was just some, some cool LA shit, you know, like riding in the car. Yeah. Sid is obviously dope, cool as fuck. Like you just some chill vibes. Yeah, sick man. So on the album, that song's followed by My Offer, yeah. which has this kind of like I might be wrong, but like a South American jazz vibe. Like I played it out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I played it out yesterday. I was DJing at Ace Hotel, and one guy comes up and he's like, "Yo, man, I love the jazz vibes." I'm like, "Wait, you haven't even heard like Levin come in at the end yet? How did that song come together? And like, why did you? Because it's it's just so interesting because it's like three minutes or something before you touch the mic." Wait, before we explain that whole thing, okay, just pronunciation Sorry. for late. No, Laven. no, no issue. Yeah, Levin. Yeah, Levin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good though. Nah. Um, but yeah, that. So I have a good friend, close collaborator on the whole Low Tide project. His name is Diego. Um, this man is like a Swiss army knife in the studio. The dude can like engineer, he can make beats, he could play saxophone, play guitar, um, he can sing. And we were together in the studio and we were just feeling like, fuck, we might as well get our fucking bossa, you know, samba, jazz kind of vibe on. Yeah. And that just, that was a, that was just a, a cool night in the studio, you know? Um, you know, we weren't trying to make that song, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that we just, I was playing those chords and then we kind of just went from there. He, had, he was playing sax and shit. And, uh, so it feels like a lot of your songs are connected beyond just the feeling. Some Wrong takes the end of None Wrong into a whole new level. What was the process behind the, that pair of tracks? Um, I made Some Wrong and Smile in the same day back in 2016. Mm. And then I had some wrong as like a demo for two years, and then I finished it and made none wrong. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, you know, pick it up out the vault and then dust it off and then give it like a little homie to yeah, kick it with. Yeah, it was just kind of the way things happened for me in the last two years was like super fast, and I had so much music, but it was like too much to put out. So some songs that didn't come out ended up, you know, they were still special to me, but. Yeah. They had to kind of get dusted off before they went back out into the world. Yeah, and do you feel like your experiences between when you start and when you finish songs sometimes are required for you to to finish them, or is it kind of just like it's just a timing thing? It's, it's um, you know, it's it, it, it's it's situational. So like some songs are done in the studio that night, some songs are never finished, and it's really like that. 80 to 100 percent. That last 20 percent was the hardest to do because like art is never done, right? Yeah. Yeah, so deciding on a set finish point can be such a challenge sometimes, right? Right, just like especially you know if, when when you really care and you have goals for how you want things to sound, and you'll be like, ah, oh, well, I could do this this way. And sometimes yeah. you just gotta rock with the feeling. Yeah, oh, that yeah, feeling yeah. was right. Just leave it, and all that shit. Just it's art. And that that whole thing is that whole thing is part of growing in artistry, I suppose as well. Uh, you linked up with Maxwell, 
He also produced Purple Emoji for Ty Dollar. But he's been like the guy from day one. Like people who know him know him from SoundCloud. He did like Beats Volume One. All these amazing, amazing things. How did that come together? Because he's what? He's Aussie or is he Kiwi? He's a, yeah. Yeah. He's a dope Aussie. I thought he was from LA. I thought he was a big black dude from LA, man. When I, cause <laughs> when, you hear I him, when I hear him, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was put onto him by his manager. I met his manager somewhere, and he and he played me his beat tape almost in entirety, dude. Like I, I just kept on saying, play another one, yeah. play another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That play- tape, it's been years now. I'm looking for volume two. Fire, yeah, no, he has a crazy one coming out, yeah. crazy joint. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, Max and I, um, we had I had a bunch of his beats for a long time, and I never did anything with them because I'm the type of guy that likes to be with somebody if I'm collaborating. Yeah. I don't really, you know, sometimes you got to send back and forth, but at least if you're sending back and forth, it'd be dope to have maybe started together and yeah. then finish from a yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference when you're in person, right? In, yeah, yeah, no doubt, dude. So so Max finally came out to L.A., and we linked up and made one-on-one, like, super fast, and then we finished, some, we added a bridge from a distance, but that song, the bulk of it was done, like, in the valley at his Airbnb. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Dope, yeah, so it feels like there's a lot of movement in your songs uh, from the vibe. Like, there's a lot of energy, but also to the beat switch-ups. Going back to yours, uh, how did that incredible second half come together? Because it's just such a slowdown into this, like, trappy beat with the yeah, 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 yeah you know? Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to do that type of shit where it's, like, you know, kind of on that, like, dark, twisted fantasy, mm. 2020, like, you know, yeah. the like, the, the modern version of, like, you know how Luther Vandross used to have like a slow ass five minute intro to a song and then pow turn to some funky shit like yeah, yeah. I just feel like you know there's there, there's no like look at sicko mode is like a like a trap opera like you know so there, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. rules you can kind of switch up and do whatever you want so I'm really into that um mixing genres and giving somebody like some funky shit and then making it half time and trap it out or whatever I love that shit sick Oh wait, my bad. No, no, you got That's um Ism on the beat, who's crazy. He, he um Ism has done a bunch of big shit, and this this man came out to North uh, to L.A. from North Carolina at like yeah. 18 years old. Okay, Ism, because I used to know a guy called Ism on SoundCloud. ISM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's him. That'd be crazy. Yeah, but it, Ism came out to to L.A. at a young age, and dude just took over. I, I met him like right when he came out there. We became you know good homies and. Yeah, that was one of the songs we cooked up the yeah. second half. Yeah. But you know, dude did like party for Chris Brown and oh, wow. and, uh, and Gucci Mane and like yeah. a bunch of songs. I'll, uh, I'll have to find out if it was him because yeah, he just like disappeared off SoundCloud. But it'd be crazy if it was just the same guy because he I knew he was like mad young. Oh, yeah. Um. So bringing it to London, you recently remixed one of our city's most exciting prospects by the name of Mahalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that come together? And are you quite aware of the UK R&B scene? Like a What's going on around here? I'm uh, every day I learn a little something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Being out here, obviously, I'm talking to people like you. You guys are all hip and know what's cool and shit. So, yeah. getting put on to some dope stuff. Um, Mahalia is is Mahalia or Mahalia or how do you, whatever, right? I potato, potato. To, okay. To have her tell me, but, uh, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her either. Okay. But that was a that was a situation that um you know we just mutual people and mm. and uh, she you know her people like my music and we like her music yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. And it just it felt like a like a fun chance to like flip the beat and sing on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, and getting into your remixes, uh, if you look at that one and like the boot up one, 
you take the concept of a remix to a new level because usually I mean I guess it's because you can sing as well but like you're there like adding background vocals to their verses adding whole new verses yeah. uh, how important is it for you to use all of your talents when remixing the track because they make them very distinctly you, you know, more, the, more yeah. so than just a, a, a Laven Kali production you know? yeah um, I don't know I just I just be having fun dude like yeah. It's the same shit I've been doing since, you know, since I started. I kind of just, I, I love backgrounds and, you know, why not make the beat and sing on it? It's just, it, it just kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to show off, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's just what, what it feels like I should be doing when, when, when like an acapella is placed in front of me, it's like, damn, I might as well, you know, yeah. take the whole thing to another level. And, uh. Yeah. So who are the moon and who's playing with you tonight? Is it the full band or? So the moon is uh, myself, Trey, Sap, the DJ, mm. Cam Johnson on drums, Saul was on bass. And then, like I said, we have all of our orbiting planets and stars and shit around us. Yeah. So right like tonight, that's the moon. But sometimes you might come to a show and the moon will be full moon. Sometimes yeah, it'll be, you know, so. Yeah. It, the moon could be 20 motherfuckers at, at the end of the day like Sick. it's a lot of cats yeah and you mentioned uh, you mentioned Palm Studios before uh, what is that because I saw that they have the video on you and I was like oh okay these Palm Studio guys have made a video about you and then it's getting mad personal of like videos of your family I'm like oh okay he is Palm Studios yeah so Palm Studios is um, you know something that Tommy and I started just to kind of you know give the homies an identity because we're always you know collaborating and it's like a revolving door of just like photographers designers producers singers musicians artists of all mediums so it's it's really just that you know everyone has like their squad their crew you got yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the you know making clothes and making music all that so it's that's just our thing and it'll you know more and more of Palm Studios will yeah. will uh, become revealed. So there's clothes coming out, or is that, am I reading that too much? Clothes? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. 100%. We're going to have so all he different says, yeah. products. We okay. Got, matter of fact, we got these incense holders we can preview here. Oh yeah, we can get a we yeah, can get an incense sure. holder yeah, on camera. You come back and you'll finally see what Tommy looks like. Yeah, um, yeah sick. So uh, if you had to pick, should we just wait? Okay, if you had to pick one track that, that defines Lave and Kali, whether it's inside or outside of your, of your discography, what would it be? Um, you got it? Uh, yeah, yeah you good. Zoom. No, it's that, that side. This yeah. side? Okay, cool. Um, song that, that I, song inside my discography that, that describes me, um, I would say mine is a great example because it kind of has that like, you know, alternative R&B funk beginning and then it turns into a little bit of a trap vibe and I'm still singing over the trap vibe mm. and and it has like a psychedelic element to it. But, yeah. you know, uh, and, and it's one of the, you know, I would say that's one of the foundational Laven Kali tracks. And then uh, outside of my discography, um, there's a song called Super Spirit by Junie Morrison. Okay. And there's a song called These Niggas Don't Know by Ty Dolla Sign. So those two songs, I would say, I gra I know, I'm I, I, I'm pulled towards. Okay, why? You got to listen to him. Okay. You heard him? Uh, no. But you know what? Junie might be related to the guy Devin that I was talking about. Devin Morrison. Devin Morrison. Yeah, anyway. Oh, okay. oh Junie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Junie, Junie Morrison. Maybe, hey, maybe that'd be cool. It's 
what kind of what kind of song is it? Gospel? Or? It's uh, I mean, you know, everything is like gospel influenced, but it's it's like a funky like. Jenny Morrison is um, is it, it, he just passed away in 2017, but he's like a legend. He was in Ohio Players. Okay. You know, you know about Ohio Players. I know. You got to check out Ohio Players. They they got roller coaster like yeah. that. You, you heard that shit before and like yeah, yeah, yeah. fire. Anyways, I see their names around a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, they're fire. Mm. But uh, he was in that band, and he um, he was a big part of like uh, Parliament with George Clinton, and then um, his song. You know, it's like it's. I'm about to pull it up for you right now. Give you some context. We're we're not like on the clock, right? Nah, nah. This uh, we're not live, right? Nah. Oh, I'm plugged into the Beats Pill. Can you grab the Beats Pill? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ty, you gotta put that uh, Niggas Don't Know on fucking Spotify, dude. Is that a mixtape, Harry? That's oh. sign language, the mixtape. Okay, yeah. It's one of those songs I knew, but I didn't know. So Tommy's got the, the Palm Studios incense holder. Let's just, uh, I'm going to take video of that afterwards anyway. Yeah, you take a look and see if it's in the video. Oh, you'll take a video of the yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll overlay it. Yeah? Sick. What, what, can you check what time that is on? Because it's going to cut at 30. What's that? Okay, we've got like four minutes and then I'll, I'll do a new video. background music yeah turn it down we can keep going sick all right cool um i'm just gonna start a new video uh, Uh, there's only like three more questions left, so uh, we're almost there. Thank you, though, man. Yeah, let's let's knock it out in it. Uh, bang on, man. Bang on. All right, bang on. It's just like uh, I don't know. Yeah, no one really says it anymore. Like, and, and to be fair, like uh, my Kiwi maths teacher used to say it. Anytime someone was correct, I'm from London. Yeah, uh, I'm not interested. I used to live in Japan for three years, but that's about it. So yeah, uh, teaching English and DJing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, no, like uh, in the countryside, just teaching like random like Japanese kids. Yeah, uh, at the start of my Joyce Rice interview, like well, I set this whole thing up with her manager. Who she's half Japanese, half black, right? And uh, her her manager is also half Japanese, half black. So I set up this whole interview in English, blah blah blah. It's all good. We're there on the hotel bed chilling, and I'm just like. みんなさんこんにちは。今日私はショーングランです。今私はジョイサイスにインタビューしています。And I'll be there. Yeah, 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 I'll be there in Sam. Sick. Have you got an opener or? Tom Dunn. Cool though. He's a very, very talented cat. Yeah, local. Sick, okay. So, uh, yeah, thank you for showing us uh, those two tracks, man. And we still have uh, mine playing. No, you can keep it on if you want. Um, yeah, so going back, you were featured on Flex off of uh, Playboy Cardi's self-titled mixtape. Uh, that came together from a night in the studio, right? In New York? Yeah. Um, that shit was crazy. It was uh, me and the homies, my girl, we pulled up to the studio. Um, ASAP was in there. And um, ASAP was telling Cardi, like, dog, you need some songs for the bitches, dude. Like, you gotta link up with bro right here and make a song for the bitches. And then we made a song for the bitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, it was, it was funny, dude. It was like an episode of like Empire. Like, we were in the booth. At the same, you know how in those TV shows they make it seem like the artists will be in the booth together. Like yeah. it was actually like that. Like <laughs> I've never done that before. Like one hour, you come back and you just go like firing your hands. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for a whole lot of red when it finally drops. But uh, yeah, like he's got leaks coming out every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So you worked with Drake and Cardi before having a lot of material out. Did working with such high profile names, or rather you were sampled by Drake, but yeah. You worked with Snow Allegra as well, all sorts. Did working with such high-profile names pressure you to get a full body of workout? Like, have you been like, has it been pressure because you're, you're working with such high-profile names and you're seeing like all this music coming out featuring you? Was there any like, was it inspiring, demanding? I was, I, I was already planning on putting out music mm. before those things happened. Um, I wouldn't call it pressure. It kind of just maybe inspired me to, um, just to like keep making music and yeah. and you know keep putting it out there because people were you know like it, it was hitting people people yeah. liked hearing my voice and and i was like I, at first i was like damn this is like you know pretty crazy and then it turned into like i just got to keep going you yeah. know yeah, yeah dope. and uh, who would you say are some of the lesser known people that got you to this point in your career just lesser known like who like if you had to shout out folks who would you be shouting out there's honestly so many my my mom my dad my sister um, my girlfriend, uh, my my best friend, my brother Zach Seekoff. Um, oh my god, dude! Honestly, like yeah, now I'm about to like now I'm about to feel bad and nah, shit. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, we can cut this there, there's some people on the project on yeah. Low Tide that are are legendary that people may not know. There's a guy named Ricky Rouse mm. who is uh, just a friend, and he he's you know Uncle Ricky now. But Ricky has played on, like, fucking 03, Bonnie and Clyde. He played the original Tupac, Me and My Girlfriend. Wow. He was playing on all doggy style shit. All, any guitar you heard from, like, the the um, <clears throat> like the like Death Row era, like, 
was probably Ricky. Mm. A lot of bass lines for Dre and Suge and all that shit. Like, um, and then tours with Shaka and P-Funk, and he's playing guitar on Cassandra. And mm. our Nasik was actually because he was just jamming after we recorded him on Cassandra. Yeah. And then that guitar loop was just like, that's just one guitar take. Mm. And it was so crazy that I was, yeah, my bad. No, it was, no, 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 good, good call. It was just so crazy that we turned that into a full song. But yeah, he, he's dope. Um, my other uncle, Alex, Alessandroni, a legend. Mm. These are just people you can Google and see like, fuck, like they've been playing with, you know, yeah, yeah. with whoever. Um, oh my God. Uh, let me see. Let me think. I just woke up and got out the shower before this. No, so, no, so no, give me. Bear, you, no, no, no. It's all good because I want to. I want to shout out the homies. I, yeah. I love the homies. Um, and the that home and the home girls. Good, huh? Is it hitting you pretty tough right now? You, no, no. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, we yeah. Well, something will hit me and I'll grab this mic and I'll, yeah. and I'll, I'll shout them out. We'll come later. back to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, was there like a song that was specifically tough to write or took the longest to finish off Low Tide? Which one? Which one took the longest? There's a couple songs on High Tide that 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 have been. It's not about like how long. It's like a song. Like I'll put a song down. Mm. And then it'll seem like it took forever because I didn't touch it for like. Yeah, the framework was right, almost right. done. Right, so it'll it. so we'll be we'll be hyped off a song for a year, being like, oh, when that's done, that's gonna be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, final question: What are your plans for the next twelve months? Um, next twelve months, more shows, more shows. Uh, you know, more humor, better clothes. You know. Yeah. Fucking get healthy and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put out some classic shit. You already been doing it, man. So, uh, oh, thank you. Nah, for real. Thank you so much for the interview, man. Thank much you. love. Much respect, man. Cheers, bro.